0: Well, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope everybody had a phenomenal Thanksgiving. It is officially time. You can decorate for Christmas. We have we have decorated for Christmas. Some of you did it in October. Some y'all probably did it in September. That's perfectly fine. Um, no judgment here. Um, actually, there is a little judgment, but I can't lie. I'm trying not to lie. I'm trying not to lie. Anyway, super excited you're here today. Super excited about our friends at Sweetwater from Life Spring. Sorry about the Tennessee thing yesterday. I really am. I really was cheering for Tennessee. I think you guys are going to be better next year. So super thankful for Tennessee. Um, LSU, Texas A&M. If you're a football fan, that was a 72 to 74 game, more like a basketball. Clemson, South Carolina. What? Uh, why kick a dead horse? Anyway, super glad that you're here today. Um, and I just want to talk to you a little bit about the fact that I love. This place and this is what I want people to ultimately wind up saying About second chance church now in order to set that up I want to talk about what I believe is one of the most wonderful places in the entire world most of you are gonna agree some won't but most of you will agree that Disney is one of the most awesome places in the entire world Disney World Disneyland I've been to both I mean, I mean like breakfast with Minnie mouse. How, how awesome is breakfast with Minnie mouse? If that right there to, to see those kind of smiles on your child's face, you would just pay just about any amount of money in the world. I'm not sure what's going on there, but anyway, just, I love this place. I love it. Um, my, um, My dad's favorite ride was Pirates of the Caribbean, and we would ride that ride together, and he would freak me out and tell me the pirates were going to come get in the boat. Um, My father, little known fact, my father actually installed the air conditioning unit on the original Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, right? It's a true fact. It's a true fact. Um, And then, never mind. Um, My mom's favorite ride was uh, It's a Small World, and which was not my favorite ride because that song gets in your head and you can't get it out. You're like, how many languages can they sing this song in? Karis's favorite ride is um, Space Mountain. I didn't know if she would like it or not. And so took her on the ride and she was like, can we do it again? And I'm old and get motion sickness. And I'm like, it, oh God. Um, my favorite ride is actually not a ride at Disneyland. True story. I found a old school arcade. And when I say old school arcade, it takes a quarter. And you went, and, and it had games like Pole Position and Galaga and Pac Man. So with a dollar, I went around and got like the high score on four games. It was the, the most amazing time of my life. Anyway, so I love this place. Now, here's the deal: if you've ever been to Disney, you probably had um, probably a, a tough experience. Maybe the lines were long. Maybe you know it was hot, or you were sweating, or you paid too much for food, or whatever. I mean, there, there's some negative experiences associated with just about any place on the planet where we could go. But ultimately, when people leave Disney, they create memories and they wind up saying, I love this place, which is exactly how I want people to feel when they walk in the doors of Second Chance Church. Now, we don't have Space Mountain or It's a Small World or Pirates of the Caribbean, although that would be awesome. We don't have any of those things, but what I'm hoping happens in this place and what I I know you hope happens at LifeSpring Church is that people have memorable experiences. Let me, let me dig a little deeper on this. Significant, spiritual, life-changing encounters with God. That's what I want to happen in this place. Is this place going to be perfect? No. We addressed it last week. I'm the pastor will never be perfect. We're going to have lawns and the parking's going to be a little bit crazy th- This place is not going to be perfect, but at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, I want people to be able to walk away from the, from this church saying, I really do love this place. Um, that's what, that's what I want. Um, in fact, if I could put it in a sentence, I want our church to be a place where we can see the face of grace. In other words, grace is not a concept that we just sing about. Grace is a concept that we experience every single week. Now, I had somebody tell me one time, Perry, I think you talk about grace a little bit too much. And I would say the person that thinks you talk about grace too much doesn't really understand grace at all people have asked me why why are we going to be all about grace? Well, there's there's three main reasons if you want to write these down. The first reason we're going to talk about grace is you need it. And and we talked about this all of us need the grace of God. If it weren't for the grace of God, none of us like none of us could earn our way into heaven. So we all need right now, the grace of God. There's people today right now, maybe you're doing or saying some things you thought you would never do or say, and you just think, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. And at the end of the day, most people know we need the grace of God. And if you're one of those people like, well, I'm pretty good right now. Well, here's the second reason. You will need it. At some point in your life, we all mess up. It doesn't matter how good or perfect or how awesome life seems to be. At some point, we all do something that we said we wouldn't do we all say something that we said we'd never say, and we need God's grace. The third reason I want to be a place of, of grace is others need God's grace through you. There's some people watching here online today, or you're at LifeSpring, and you've been through some tough times. And as you look back on those tough times, you're like, why in the world did I go through that? And I hope and pray that one day that you actually get to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, that, and you can lock eyes with them and go, I know what you're going through and you'll get through this and God can use you to extend his grace to other people. Now, how do we do this ultimately? How do we become this place where people leave and say, you know what? I love this place. Yeah, once again, it's not perfect. There is no perfect church. If you, if you, Walk into the perfect church, run, because something something shady is going on there, or you'll mess it up, okay? So how do we get there? How do we get there? Five things, and we're going to go back to our five core values that we talked about at the beginning of the year, but we're going to take a different look at them today. I think the way that we get there is we hold up our core values, which, number one, our first core value is grace. Now I started thinking, how can I explain grace in a way that most people can wrap their minds around because we there's all kinds of things that we talk about when we talk about grace So I thought that the best way to explain grace is to talk about my friend Tucker Now this is Tucker. He is um, The office dog like we have a we have a pet policy where you can bring your all au- you can bring your dog There was Tucker and there was shrimp shrimp was a fish our fish died May God have mercy on his soul um, we gave him to the sushi restaurant down the street. Anyway, this is Tucker, and um, Tucker is eight months old? Ten, ten months old. Missed that. Um, Tucker's ten months old, comes to work every day, Monday through Thursday. He's not here on Sundays. Uh, when I talked about using a picture of Tucker, Carly actually recommended bringing Tucker in live, but I just want to say this to any pastors out there. Every time I've used a live animal in a service, it's gone Bad. And that's all I'm going to say. I've tried it multiple times. Told you about the cat. And anyway, anyway so this is Tucker. Now, this is how Tucker came about. Carly and Zach one day, um, they, they had kind of been talking about Tucker and they said, hey, listen, if we get a dog, and this was a conversation that took place in this room on a Sunday, they said, we're going to Greenville today. Um, because the Greenville Humane Society was open and they said, if we get a dog and I'm like, okay, if you get it, like Carly would have bought every dog there. If we get a dog, can we bring him to work? Because, and and it was a legitimate conversation because I come from the generation where like people my age, when we were kids Our parents got us dogs. We got excited. We played with them for 15 minutes and we put them in the backyard. And 15 years later, we went out and saw them again. That's the way it was growing up. But now times are different. They asked, can we bring the dog to work? And I said, absolutely. And um, I told, I was telling a couple people about it when they left. They said, you think they'll get a dog? I'm like, they're getting a dog today. Well, Carly and Zach did get this dog. In fact, this is their family photo right here. This is Zach. This is Carly, who I noticed is wearing a South Carolina sweatshirt. But this is a place of grace. So she will not get fired today. <laughs> She's get fired tomorrow. Um but this is Carly and Zach and Tucker. Now here's the question. Here's the question I've got about Tucker. Tucker was the Humane Society. They went in you paid how much for the dog? $30. $30 so Tucker is a $30 dog. Paid 30 bucks. Now here's the question. What did Tucker do? To get adopted by Carly and Zach, what did Tucker do? Did he earn his way into Carly and Zach's life? Because, first of all, they didn't have a dog show, and, and if they would have, Tucker would have won. He's a great dog, but he's, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer yet. He's still a puppy. We're working with him. We're working with him. Um, he didn't do anything. When, when Carly and Zach walked in the room, he didn't start barking and running around in circles. He didn't leap into their arms. He didn't hold up a sign that said, I'm your dog. Carly and Zach, just out of the goodness of their heart, said, that's our dog. And they picked Tucker to go home with him. You could almost say that Tucker was saved by grace because he did nothing to earn their love. Now, I asked them this question this week. We had, a, we had a conversation about Tucker. I said, what has Tucker done to deserve to stay in your house? And Carly's first response was like, oh, he's great. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And, and she was confused. She's turning red right now, even though the camera's not on her. And I just said, okay, when you brought him home, did he pee in your house? And Carly said, yeah, yeah, he peed in the house. I said, did he, did he poop in the house? Carly said, Yeah, he's pooped in the house. Actually, he's pooped in my office before. It really was fascinating. It's a whole other story. Um, I said, what else did he do? And she's like, well, sometimes he bites my toes. Now, I want to pause for a minute. I want to pause for just a second. Let's just pause for just a second. If I went to Carly and Zach's house today and just, like, they're cooking some food, and I just said, I just peed on their carpet and pooped on their coffee table and then went in and started biting Carly's toes, would that be Okay. Would that, no, that's unacceptable behavior, right? In any circumstance, if somebody shows up and does that, they're kicked out of your house, but Tucker gets to do that. So you could say that he's saved by grace and he's kept, and in spite of the fact that he pees and poops and bites your toes, he still gets to stay in the house and he still loved by Carly and Zach. That's a picture, it really is, while it's funny and true, it's also a picture of grace. At the end of the day, I want the world to know that we, like Tucker, are saved by his grace. We don't do anything to get God's attention. What in the world could we do to impress the creator of the universe. He spoke the world into existence. Do you think we can really get his attention by reading our Bible for 30 minutes more a day? I mean, we're saved by his grace. But then one of the things that I believe we've communicated um, accidentally in the church, we have talked about, okay, you're saved by his grace, but after you get saved, it's up to you to keep it. No, 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 no. Just like Tucker, we're saved by his grace and we're kept by his grace. I mean, we think it's bad that, Tucker uses the bathroom in the house and bites Carly's toes. We've done far worse since becoming a Christian, and God still loves us. That is grace. Paul's writing a letter to the church in Ephesus, and he says this, Ephesians 1, verse 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace. Stop. Wouldn't you love if somebody said, hey describe Bob, describe Linda. Oh, let me tell you about them. They're so rich in kindness and grace. Wouldn't you love for that to be the description of you? I want that to be the description of me. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, as seen on social media last night during the South Carolina Clemson game. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. That's a message that the world needs to hear. Now, we we look at our Bible heroes and we've all got our Bible heroes. Did you know, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, that there's nobody in the Bible that's perfect other than Jesus. In fact, you've probably seen a list kind of like this, but I'll just kind of throw it up for kicks and giggles. Noah was a drunk. Abraham prostituted his wife, legitimately prostituted his wife. I mean, guys, you think that one came back to haunt him? Think she ever brought that up again? Just want to throw that out there. Some of you are like, he didn't do that. Genesis 12, check it out. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Jeremiah was depressed. Elijah was suicidal. Thomas dialed to Peter denied and Paul was a mass murderer. Yet these are, don't miss this. These are our heroes and probably most of them couldn't get a job on church staff, right? I mean, if you're interviewing people, David, a man after God's own heart. Yeah, we're gonna need to talk about this thing on your resume where you had a guy killed. Mm, Don't think that's gonna work. Moses, the time you killed the Egyptian. Yeah, you're not fit for the children's ministry, Moses. Um, these guys couldn't even get a job in a lot of churches and yet they are considered heroes. Why? Because they're so good? No. No. Because of the grace of God. Now, when I say grace, grace is in this feel-good thing, you know it's because of God's grace that we experience conviction as well? But the conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is when, let's say for, let's say for example, that Carly and Zach lived in the country and Tucker played outside because he loves going outside and he came back inside and, th- and I saw this a lot because my first dog, Vader, um, I checked him every day for this and Tucker came back inside and he had a tick on him. Now, just I'll ask a question, would you ignore the tick or would you try to take the tick off of Tucker? Yeah. You take the tick. Now, now Tucker might not enjoy that process. He might not understand what's going on, but if you love the dog, then you remove the tick, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does when he convicts us. It's not to condemn us. It's to remove something from us that'll ultimately hurt, maybe even destroy us if it's not removed. And that's still God's grace. If we we become the grace place, I believe people will leave saying, I love this place. That's my heart. Grace, the second um, part of our uh, core values is grow. Second thing I'm praying that we do is grow. Now, let me show you this. I want to show you what I believe the Christian walk looks like most of the time. And I can show you this by showing you the stock price of apple over the past like 30 years check this out this is the stock price of apple over the past you know 30 years here it is steve jobs gets fired steve jobs comes back okay now if you if you invested money here just a real quick question and i'm not an economist okay but if you invested money here are you happy here yes or no yes i'm happy um, you're happy, everybody's happy that invested in Apple. But, but I want you to notice, it's not always up and to the right. See, here's the myth of Christianity. The myth of Christianity is when you meet Jesus, it's always up and to the right. But we see no examples of that in the Bible. And if we talk to people and we get real, we see no examples of that in real life. Because haven't you felt as a Christian, you're like going, woohoo, and then whoo, step back. And then, woohoo, step back. But ultimately, look at that dip right there. Like, who saw that coming, right? Like, we're going to have ups and downs in our walk with Christ, but ultimately, we hope people go from here to here. And as they're going up and to the right, we're going to celebrate that. And when they fall and go through a valley, we're not going to condemn them. We're going to come alongside them and pick them up by the arms and walk with them through that valley, ultimately to get them back on track. That's what growth is. It's not always up and to the right. Sometimes it's two step forward and one step back. Now, growth looks different over time. This is is my daughter, Karis. This is her at like four years old. This is her back in uh, May. I hate that picture because she looks so grown up. I was FaceTiming her from Israel. Um, I was in Israel. She was in America. This went from this and like, this took like seven years. Seven years. It's like, you know how they tell you when you have kids blink and this turns into this. That doesn't happen spiritually though. Just like it took seven years for this to happen. It takes seven years for people. It takes years for people to grow spiritually as well. Everybody doesn't grow at the same rate. So that's why, that, that's why this right here is how most churches approach spiritual growth. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Here's a tightrope and a canyon. Go across it. And if you make it to the other side, we're going to celebrate that. No, 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 no. We don't cut you loose, we're here to walk with you and help you grow in your walk with Christ. That's why we will celebrate the big steps and the baby steps. And let me explain what I mean. I've seen people in their walk with Christ take big steps. When I say big steps, like they up and move their family to another country. I've seen people move to Africa or Asia or India to serve the Lord. They just up and move everything. I've seen people make massive life changes. I've seen people take big steps. And you know what? Every time somebody takes a big step, we're going to celebrate that. But you know what? We're going to celebrate the baby steps too. You know what else we're going to celebrate? If John, who has been unchurched for 13 years, shows up at church and then he comes back two weeks later, we're going to celebrate John coming back two weeks later as much as we celebrate the family that moved to India. Because baby steps and big steps are all steps forward, and they all deserve to be celebrated. We're going to celebrate people taking steps forward in spiritual growth. Now, anytime I talk about that, I always ask the question, when it comes to spiritual growth, what's your next step? Okay, we'll keep moving, because that gets uncomfortable for everybody. The third thing we're going to talk about is gifts. Gifts. Now, we don't have a problem identifying gifted people. Like, like for example, my friend Tori Kelly. She's not really my friend, but, but she's like the Nationwide commercials. Like, she just gets out that little acoustic and says... Nationwide is on you. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, that's my th- those are my people nationwide. That's who I'm with. I'm not going with state farm because they don't have Tori Kelly. They just got bad bad actors. All right. Um, let's let's go to uh LeBron. I don't care if you like him or not. If I'm playing pickup ball and I get a chance to pick him on my team, I get a pick first, I'm picking LeBron. He is gifted when it comes to basketball when it comes to actors one of my favorite actors in the world is denzel washington from one of my favorite movies remember the titans love remember the titans um it he denzel is one of the greatest actors and, and people don't have a problem identifying oh yeah Tori kelly's gifted oh yeah lebron james is gifted oh yeah uh denzel washington's gifted well guess what you are gifted you if you are in Christ, then according to the scriptures, you have at least one spiritual gift. Some people have more. Now, let me pause. Always be weary of the person that has to tell you what their gift is. Like LeBron, he doesn't have to tell you he's gifted at basketball. You give him a basketball and he shows you. Tori Kelly, you don't have to tell, she don't have to tell you she's a gifted singer. You give her a guitar and a microphone and she blows your mind. So people that always tell you that how gifted they are, be very, very, very careful about that. The, but going back to the gift, some people are like, I don't feel like I'm gifted. I feel like I'm normal. You are a lot of things, but you're not normal because the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received. In other words, we've all received a gift to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various Forms. Now, one of the main questions asked of me, since I've been in ministry over, for like two decades, is how do I know what my spiritual gift is? And there's all kinds of tests you can take online. There's all kinds of assessments you can kind of dive into. But I was thinking about it this week as I was preparing for this message. And I thought, let, let me give you the best question to figure out how to determine what your spiritual gift is. Here it is. If making money was not an issue, what would I dedicate my life to in order to help other people? Find the answer to that question and it will focus you in the direction of your spiritual gift. If making money wasn't an option, l- listen, I didn't ask if making money was a, an option, what would you do? Because uh, I, would, I would go to like the beach and read a book, All right, but that's not helping others, right? So if making money wasn't an option, what would you do? What would you commit your life to in order to help and serve other people? That'll put you, and and that's what we want. Everybody in our church using their gifts because as we use our gifts, it becomes a place that really is irresistible. Um, Number four, number four is give. And when I say give, I'm not talking about time. I'm talking about money. And everybody's like, "Oh God, we're going to talk about money." Well, I just want us to take a little poll here. Everybody participating? Um, if you're at Lifespring, you, I need you to participate. I need you to be honest because people are watching. And if, you, if you're not honest, we have tasers. I'm just kidding. We don't have tasers. Um, I want you to raise your hand if you've given money to one of these organizations. Quick Trip. Ever give money to Quick Trip? That's me. Get my gas at Quick Trip because I love, I love Quick Trip. Because you can get gas and a slurpee and an ice cream cone and a taquito for $4. I mean, it's amazing. And they're nice. This is like the Apple store of convenience stores, right? Quick trip. I am a quick trip. I might go there today just because I can't. I just, I just, it just feels I will listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll drive two miles further to go to a quick trip. All right? Some of you are like, are they paying you for this ad? Yes, they are, handsomely. Uh, I'm just kidding, I just like Quick Trip. How many of you have ever given money to Walmart? Yeah, 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 me too, me too. I, they have gotten a lot of my money. In fact, I never will forget, um, I bought a Pioneer stereo system from Walmart. Well, I was so proud of it. it. And I put it in my 1979 Buick Regal. Um, it, was, it was awful. But Walmart gets a lot of our money. Let, let's just keep going. How about um, Chick-fil-A? Anybody? Donate money to Chick-fil-A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, really quick argument. Nuggets are strips. How many are nugget people? Strip people. i got to have way more confidence than that. We're going to do it again. I know it. Nugget people, put the hand in the air. Strips people, put your hand in the air. I'm a strips person myself. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all chicken. It's all good. But we've we've all given ch- and and I'm just saying this time of year and this time of year their peppermint shake, law Jesus, <laughs> which was awesome, awesome till they put their nutritional information. I'm just I didn't need to see that because it took all the joy out of it, didn't it? All right. How about how about have you ever given money to this place? Yeah. If you like the average drink at Starbucks is three. How brilliant are they? they took a product that cost a nickel and they charge us seven dollars for it and we feel good about paying it because and because some of the orders are like this long they're a little bit dramatic but i've given money to this place last but not least the place i've probably given the most money to in the past probably year this is going to get everybody this is going to get everybody you might know what it's going to be how many people give money to Amazon? It's scary how they know what you want, isn't it? Like they're, they're probably all spying on us. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not trying to hide anything, but like I can think about a product and the next time I go on Amazon, it's like, Hey, we see you've been thinking about this product. I mean, they probably got like some kind of echo dot in my brain that's been in impl- I don't know, but it's, it's just so, isn't it so easy to like point and click? And then you get your bank statement, and you're like, what the, and, and there's grace for that, by the way, but we've given money to all these places. We've given money to Amazon, we've given money to QuickTrip, we've given money to all these things, but here's what I would say. Most of the things that we've given money for, we forgot them because they, we either used them or we don't need them anymore. But at the end of the day, I just know for me personally, the money that I've given these places I've missed it, but the money I've given to the work of God, I've never missed it in my life. And Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 9, verses six through eight. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This isn't a me stopping and pleading you to get, this is just me telling you this scripture is true. It's proved out in my life and just to kind of take a pause for just a second and tell everybody that's given a second chance this year, just a huge thank you. We've done something so far. I didn't say me, I say we. We've done something that's never been done before. We launched a digital campus and we're able to get into a physical facility debt-free because you guys have been willing to give. We're gonna go into this thing debt-free not owing a dime. And it's because people have taken God at his word. So I wanna say thank you for giving. For those of you that go to LifeSpring, um, I wanna thank you for giving to that ministry because so many people have been helped. And this is just the beginning. And, and I'll say this, and I'll say this and I'll move on. If you aren't giving to some sort of church, you're the one missing out you're the one missing out because God promises you that if you give he'll bless last but not least go grace grow gifts give go we are to go to the at the end of the day people have asked me how big do you think second chance will be I don't know I just know we're gonna reach people far from God because we live at do, listen do we not live in a world dominated by bad news Fear and hate. Like it's not okay to disagree with anybody anymore. And as soon as you do, you're like demonized. And and th- these are just some headlines from the past uh, pa- past year. Hurricane Florence leaves Carolinas with massive flooding. Northern California sheriff says two more dead and wildfire, bringing death total to 83. More than 560. On the missing list alabama mall shooting leaves one dead two wounded these are just these are actual headlines you don't have to make this stuff up this just pops up and doesn't it seem like every time you pull up whether it's cnn or fox news or the weather channel there's some massive tragedy that's leading and and at the end of the day if the world has ever needed good news it needs good news now and that's what we're called to As as followers of Christ. That's why at the end of the day this this place right here Disney has memorable experiences but nothing memorable To what Jesus can do through the life of a church. Let me let me tell you that I asked for this picture in particular This is Main Street Disneyland Disneyland's California Disney World's Florida. I asked for Disneyland on purpose for a reason because one of the coolest memories of my life happened right there. I was having a conversation with my mom and dad um, the night before we visited Disneyland. I was probably around nine years old, and um, I just mentioned to my mom, uh, I, "I would like, you know, I want to get a new wallet." And she was like, "Really? Why don't you want a wallet?" And I was like, "Well, I want..." One of the wallets with little picture things in it because a long time ago we didn't have pictures on our phones In fact, we didn't even have phones um, we, we did but we didn't have them in our pocket. They were rotary dial. Um, we had we literally carried pictures in our wallet now. I know there's some people that still do that um, They're called grandparents uh, But 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 we carried pictures in our wallet and we did school pictures and all that stuff And so I wanted some pictures in my wallet. I thought that'd be real cool um, the next day I never forget my mom bought me a Donald Duck wallet and gave it to me right there on Main Street, Disneyland. I remember that. How cool is that? How cool is that that I can look at a picture like that and remember, Mom bought me a wallet right there. How awesome is that? Like, such a good memory. I don't think about the lines. I don't think about how hot it was. I don't think about how much money was spent. I didn't care. I was, just, I was a kid, right? Somebody else was paying for it. But just like, we can look at a particular place and, and you have these places maybe it's a family home or a vacation or whatever Just like we can look at this place and have a memory. I want people to have those type of memories as second chance church That's why we're not gonna be a church. Listen, we're not gonna participate in boycotts. We're not gonna participate in, in, in like um, Get listen, the only thing that we're gonna talk about is the good news of Jesus Christ if if you if you if you hate Target's bathroom policy, then don't go to Target. But don't come to us because I'm not preaching against it. If you don't like the fact that Starbucks doesn't put Merry Christmas on their coffee cups, listen. Don't buy the freaking coffee. It'll give me more. I'll, I'll buy their coffee because I love it. I just, we're not going to be about anything other than taking the good news to the world. Because if the world's ever needed and been open to good news. It's now. And what is that good news? You are saved by grace and you are kept by grace. All you got to do is receive God's grace. With that in mind, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you have, God, you have blessed us in ways that we are not even aware of. And God, I pray for every single person here. God, I want to thank you for every person that has given to help make this dream become a reality. God, I want to thank you for everybody that's using their gifts and there's going to use their gifts. And God, I want to ask Jesus that right now, in this moment, you would touch the heart of someone who just needs to receive your grace. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I don't know what you're going through right now in life. I don't know what's been happening, but maybe today is the day where God said, you know what, I want to save you. I want you to become a Christian. I want to take all your sin and give you all my right. I want to change your life. And maybe you just realize, sitting right where you are that today's the day you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive God's grace. Like Tucker, you don't perform it. You don't perform for it. He just wants to pick you up and take you home today. Now, if that's you, if you want to receive God's grace, ask Jesus into your life. then right where you sit right now, I just want you to pray in your heart. I just want you to pray, Jesus Christ, thank you for dying for my sins. Right now, I receive you into my life. Take over and show me how to live for you the rest of my life. The best I know how. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My head still bowed, and eyes still closed. At Lifespring, right now, if you just prayed that prayer, would you put your hands up in the air at Lifespring, right now? Just put it up in the air, because we want to identify you and help you st- help celebrate. And if you're on Church Online, if you'll just hit the hand raise emoji, or if you're on Facebook, if you'll just do the hand raise, because we want to celebrate with you, help you take your next step. You just. Do the hand raise right now, either on Facebook or church online at MySecondChanceChurch.com. And we want, like I said, we're just going to celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. You have saved lives and that you're going to continue to save lives. We love you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, well, thank you for joining in today. We're starting a brand new series next week called Merry Christmas. C-H-R-I-S-T-M-E-S-S. Because Christmas in the scripture, we've made it look really pretty with the wise men and the nativity scene, but it was, it was as jacked up as your family Christmas, all right? So we're gonna talk about that over the next several weeks. Once again, move-in date for the facility is January the 13th, 2019. Look, I wanna, I wanna go ahead and get this out there. I've got people already texting me going, hey, Pastor P, can you save me a seat? No, Jesus doesn't save seats, and I don't save them either. I, it's it's like sh- I, it's it's show up and see what happens. We've got room for three hundred and seventy six people. I already know some people that have said I'm not coming opening week. I'm waiting like two weeks after, or four weeks after, or six weeks after. Like we're talking about like, and that's great. That's great, great. I'm just telling you, opening week it's going to be awesome, January thirteenth, um, and. Don't 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 spend the night in the parking lot. That'd be weird. Um, I, I did want to say that if you want to give the Second Chance, for those of you that have been giving, thank you. If you want to start giving, you can go online to mysecondchancechurch.com, mysecondchancechurch.com. In the upper right hand corner, there's the give button. Or if you want to volunteer, and we had lots of you click that you wanted to volunteer last week, so thank you. And if you want to mail us a check, you can do that. There's the address: two ten South Main Street, Anderson, South Carolina. 29624. We love you guys. We'll see you next week for the start of our series. Merry Christmas.